Hello, everybody. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. Who are you? Oh, oh. <laughs> what is your name? Who are you? I'm Will. I was waiting for someone else. To... <laughs> I don't know why. You're the host. <laughs> we take a week off and I forget how to do everything. He's Will. Yes, I'm Will. <laughs> yeah, you're Will, in case you forgot. I'm Matt. And Malika's not going to be joining us this week. I think she's on a plane right now. But we are joined once again by the other Matt, Matt A. Hey there. From uh, Hooplecast. And what's that new podcast you two have? You have a gaming <laughs> podcast called Matt is Wrong About Games. Yes, I was on the first episode. Mm-hmm. You were. <laughs> You've been on half the episodes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and next time I would have been on one third of the episodes. Maybe. Unless you're on the next that's episode. That, <laughs> that's true. That's how fractions work. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I um, plug my headphones in, I hear lately, it hasn't started like in the past few weeks, but I hear this sound like something turning. So I don't know, is it the insides of my computer spinning around or something? I don't know. But I don't hear it on the recording. Hmm. It's just the insides of your brain grinding together. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try to remember what my name is. <laughs> So this week's episode is episode 17 of season two, Ourselves Alone. I have a note that says it's a popular English translation for the name of the Irish political party, Sinn Féin, which is probably not how you say it. Um, like the Connors, the IRA associated with the party are either terrorists or resistance fighters, depending on your point of view. Mm. Mm. Mm, I haven't seen them do anything that was that's been so outrageous she blew up a factory was anyone in the factory right oh you mean like before t2 yeah (laughs) have we seen her do Uh, anything on this show that was so like morally questionable where at the end of the episode we thought to ourselves we know why she's doing it and it might be for a greater good but wow i'm not sure if i could have made that call that was such a questionable moral decision she i can't remember not on she threatens a lot of people with guns. She threatens people. Yeah. She's used people, sort of. But I haven't seen her do anything where you could say, oh, the Connors are like the IRA. Mm. She killed that guy last time. Self-defense. Self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> like I, And in fact, I think they even said in this, was it this episode where they compared themselves to terrorists? Or she did? Oh, or that was the last, the last one. one. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen it. I would like to see that because that would be interesting drama. Hmm. So this episode originally aired March 6, 2009, directed by Jeff Wilno, who last directed The Good Wound. And she talked to Kyle. And I like that episode. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I liked Kyle, too, because he was lucky on General Hospital. Lucky. I never saw General Hospital. I was more of a daze, man. Yeah. Um, you and Illyrio. Yeah. <laughs> like <her NBC> soaps. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was after that? Another World? And then they had passion. Oh, passions. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Um, it's written by Tony Graffia, who last wrote Self-Made Man, and Daniel Thompson, who last wrote Mr. Ferguson is Ill Today. A lot of combo writing in these past episodes. Mm. And this was the lowest rated episode of the series at 2.96 million. Oh, I felt it got better this episode but i guess yeah you know with after people watching so many mediocre episodes i guess they can't be bothered to stick around to see if it's i'm tired of this shit i'm tired of I, sarah connor's I thought this was weaker than the previous ones so. really yeah in fact i was really surprised that you know the episode i don't remember the name of it but um catherine weaver goes into the warehouse and assassinates all those people mm. thought that was a very terminator move yeah it, it looked was, expensive yeah. it looked like they spent money on it and it was uh, there's a little bit of action and suspense. It, I thought it was really good, and I was—you gave it like a six, Matt. That episode, I was really shocked. Yeah, but did I did I call out that scene as cool though? You probably did, but at this point, aren't we just kind of looking for like great standout moments? Or I'm looking for a consistent I episode. <laughs> mm. I felt like that was there was enough in there where I would have ranked it higher than a six. Mm. Anywho, Terminator is Terminator. <laughs> So, let's us get started with the recap. 
So we start with Cameron talking to a bird and they shouldn't nest there. He needs to find a mate. And I'm thinking, you know, she she's talking to it like a human would. She can't. I think at first I was like, she thinks the bird's going to listen. But I'm like, no, she can't think the bird's going to know what she's saying. She's yeah. not stupid. She's just, she's just broken. Imitating us. <laughs> then she catches the bird. She's not supposed to kill it, but she says it's a fire hazard and she can't <laughs> kill it. But then she does. We find out later it was an accident, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's that same bird from Automatic for the People that Sarah told her not to kill. Oh, really? I don't remember that. that the second episode. What? This bird was in the second episode? Or this of this season. Oh. Yeah. I don't think we saw it, but, she, you know, she was saying there was a bird uh, and she thought it was a risk. Okay. The bird was a risk? Fire hazard. Gumming up your chimney. I feel like that's on their list of priorities and things to be concerned about that their chimney is like way down on the list. <laughs> it seems very easy to find these people as evidenced by the uh, guidance counselor or whoever she was that shows up yeah. later. Mm. Like, Crow Marty found them. <laughs> They're still in that same house too. Are they? I think Where's so. the pregnant landlord? <laughs> She's off having her baby. Shouldn't probably. these people uh, being hunted by Terminators be like on the move constantly? Yeah. <laughs> so I would think, you know, different. I know they excused how Cromarty wouldn't come back because he's already cleared the place and he's not going to come back, but there are going to be other Terminators, right? Hmm. Yes. Maybe. I mean, that time machine's a revolving door, so I'm sure there will be. I finished uh, reading JMS's um, Terminator Salvation comic series, and it's pretty cool how he kind of explained. Uh, can't remember exactly what it was in the last few. We kind of explained some more kind of Terminator-y stuff that you could kind of question and then kind of tie it together all four of the first movies and to handle the time travel stuff really well, kind of like he did on Babylon 5. I've never read a Terminator comic. Yeah, you probably can get by without ever reading it. <laughs> I think you're not really a Terminator fan. <laughs> um, so Sarah's cleaning the floor and Riley shows up and Sarah's oh so excited to see her. So the, the blood on the floor is from Riley? Yeah. Did that happen so. two episodes ago? Yeah, two or three. Okay, um, I forgot what had happened. <laughs> yeah, because the last one was when Sarah was... Yeah. When they, mentioned, the... when they mentioned Riley slitting her wrists or whatever, I, I remembered it. But when I just saw her cleaning in the blood, I'm like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> Riley had this really dumb look on her face for a second. <laughs> I don't know if it's just her acting or I don't know. I like her uh, line when she says, it's not here, but later she'll say to John, oh, I shouldn't have done that here. Oh, I shouldn't have done it at all, is what she says. But I liked what she goes, you shouldn't have done it here. Like, yeah, you shouldn't have. It's not your house. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you leaving this, you, making your problems someone else's problems? Sarah should have handed her the the uh, cleaning supplies <laughs> right then and there. Like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> this came from your body, you clean. Like, what are you doing here? Uh, so, yeah, she regrets that it happened there or happened at all. When she talks to John, John's like, oh, it's in the past. And when Sarah hears the door open, she finds the cleaning solution, the cleaning supplies that Raleigh was supposed to go get. In the hallway. Next, we see Jesse and Derek doing some target practice, and he wants to know when her judgment day is, but she avoids the question. She doesn't answer. So, maybe. <laughs> do they both have secret missions? Like, does Derek have a separate mission than what he's in with Sarah on? Yeah, I think he's just tracking down um, information about Skynet. Is he doing this, like, without Sarah's knowledge? Yeah, because Sarah was busy, I guess. I think that's what Cameron was explaining later. Sarah was busy, so he went off and started investigating on his own, or she was distracted. Okay. Did we ever find out the reason why he doesn't want to tell them about Jesse? Because <laughs> people on TV like to keep secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my only explanation. No, you're right. It is weird. You'd think he, he would say, hey, there's another fight, freedom fighter from the future. She can He's going to help us. She mm -hmm. can help carry out missions and stuff. Yeah, and then if she, and if Jesse said no, don't tell them. That would be a big red flag. Like, well, why wouldn't you want me to? 
Yeah. I don't get it. Unless he just wants something secret for himself. <laughs> just stupid. But whatever. She's awesome. <laughs> <I hate> her. <laughs> he wants her to help him get some information about Skynet. She's like, I'm here to win the war, not stop it. And it's like, you help me with my plan to show me some progress on yours. And she agrees to help. So she has, he knows she has a separate plan. What does he think her plan is? Um, he doesn't know anything about Riley. Well, he knows that she's trying to stop Cameron from getting close to John, but I don't. He doesn't know about Riley. And the, they mentioned the two alternate futures again. It was yeah. kind of neat of them to bring that up again. I, f- I didn't forget, but I mean, I thought they were going to forget <laughs> that they brought <laughs> that they created this this thing that they both could possibly come from two different futures. Me, I'm like, it's a simple question. Just answer the damn question. Mm-hmm. Just want to know. It's your judgment day. So Sarah and Cameron are talking. Sarah wants to be in the loop and Cameron's, oh, you've been distracted. And they talk about what happened to Riley. And Sarah thinks Riley was lying about how she got the bruise on her face, walking into a door. And Sarah's going to go talk to Riley's foster parents. And we go to see Cameron cutting her wrist open, which is ouch. <laughs> Throw back to the first Terminator movie. Yeah. Doing some work on her arm. There's some inconsistencies with how the arm is working. Mm-hmm. But then Riley <laughs> happens up on a window and sees Cameron doing it. She hurriedly rushes away, but Cameron sees her. Is Cameron suspicious at this point? Or uh, She certainly looks like think. it, but I guess. Yeah, I don't sorry. guess she did. Sorry to read her face. She always looks suspicious. <laughs> Riley looks like she's about to shit herself when she's walking <laughs> away. And she, uh, Cameron just kind of goes back to whatever she was doing, so I guess she didn't mm. care that much. I guess Riley has a point, not or uh, Jesse has a point that if Cameron wanted her dead, thought that she had seen, Cameron would have done something at that moment. She didn't. Cameron tells John about how she killed that bird. It was in involuntary movement of her fingers or she it experienced involuntary movement of her fingers and john looks and with his naked eye is able to see some damage buried pretty deep like what did he see Mm. and i i didn't think his skills were mechanical i thought he had hacking skills we can fix terminators too since when apparently (laughs) he fixed um cameron's chip that one episode (laughs) yeah but since when like when did he learn to do this well, she tells him you're you're learning the things you need to learn now. You're on the yeah, you're, you're on the way. Schedule. You're ahead of schedule, which is weird. Cause <laughs> it just feels like he's not. <laughs> <laughs> probably um, she probably got damaged fighting other machines because she's not designed to fight other machines. And we find out that Cameron's been keeping spare Terminator parts. <laughs> His future John told her not to burn them all. <laughs> just convenient. Such, that's such a great excuse. Yeah, <laughs> she could make up. She could just use that excuse. Exactly. <laughs> Is she? Have we found out if she's capable? Why, of why did you dump ice water on me while I was sleeping? Your future self told me I should. <laughs> Damn I really, my future self. Yeah, I really hate future me. <laughs> I got the feeling he was feeling that in this episode that he doesn't like future him. <laughs> so are these? Body parts from Terminators we've seen her fight, or has she been going off at night and <laughs> fighting Terminators? <laughs> fight Club, yeah. Terminator Fight Club. I'm sure it was ones we've seen. Haven't we seen her stash pieces of Terminators before? Or maybe just... I know she stole a chip, and maybe we have seen other parts before. Hmm. Yeah, so Riley tells Jesse that Cameron's going to kill her and just say, you'd be dead, all right? Already? <laughs> Jesse doesn't want to go back, but Riley says, you got to remember the mission, and I won't let anybody hurt you. Reverse those names. Uh, Jesse tells Riley that, to remember the mission. I get their I, names the, confused. <laughs> I, get John, I get John and Derek and Jesse and Riley <laughs> <laughs> mixed around in my notes a lot. So Sarah and Foster Dad are drinking sodas, and he's surprised to hear about the bruise. Sarah's like, yeah, sometimes I want to beat the shit out of my children, too, but... <laughs> He's like, no, that girl assaulted my wife and started yelling about the end of the world and skulls and shit. I love the look on Sarah's face when he said that. He's like, ooh, how do you know about that? How does she know about that? 
So uh, Father talks about a guidance guidance counselor who thinks John's a bad influence and um, he tells Sarah to keep John away from Riley and Sarah's going to go see the guidance counselor. And after that, Cameron seems to be fixed for now and says she feels better. And John says, don't kill any more birds. She's acquired a taste for it. She's going to crush all the birds. The bird is the word. Uh, no. Cameron says she's ahead of schedule. And then we see uh, Sarah on the phone chastising Derek for running off. And then she meets the guidance counselor. <laughs> Who's Jesse? Oh, boy. It's so dumb of Jesse to do this, isn't it? Why? Why is she doing it? I don't even... Did she? She's trying to get information somehow, or just see what Sarah suspected, maybe. No, no. The whole thing was to incriminate Riley in the eyes of Cameron, so that Cameron would kill her. So did this, yeah. did this further that plan? Um. Yeah, because it got Sarah to think that Riley told. Um, yeah, and then she went. That John told Riley. She, then she. Yeah, and then she could relay that to Cameron, and Cameron would consider Riley a threat. So, yeah, Jesse's asking a lot of questions of Sarah and trying to chastise her about not having any adult supervision there. It kind of um, hints that Derek might be a pedophile, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> leaving a grown man unattended around a teenage girl. And then she brings up Mexico. I think she told Sarah to get her house in order or something like that. Was she trying to do an American accent? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't notice. I think she was. And I'm pretty sure it was terrible. Yeah. I probably didn't realize she was trying to do um, Yeah. So the nurse, Riley's seeing a nurse about her wound. And the nurse tells her to keep taking those antibiotics. She's kind of a bitch to Jesse. We're gonna look. Yeah. We're gonna look back soon on the days when we had antibiotics. <laughs> uh, yeah, whenever I'd get sick, I was always taking antibiotic. <laughs> it's like every single time, just take this antibiotic. Apparently, we're going into the post antibiotic world soon, and a simple cut is gonna kill us. Wow, that's <laughs> scary. That's what we need to be worried about, folks, not Syrian refugees. Uh, <laughs> Find new antibiotics. Cuts, paper cuts. Um, yeah, so Derek... Uh, yeah, John's looking up a restaurant address, tracing that Kali- tracing a Kaliba lawyer. I think that was the company that owned that building out in the desert. Okay, I didn't know who this lawyer they were looking for was. <laughs> um, yeah, so they talk about cleaning up the body and John doesn't think it's necessary but Cameron says it will be or something like that and so yeah something about being hungry she's just acting weird I think that was maybe the point of that scene <laughs> so is her weirdness still stemming from when she got blowed up I think yeah I think she's damaged <laughs> she needs yeah, to go you gotta feel bad squat. for her she's the only robot around yeah she doesn't have anyone to talk to about being a robot <laughs> She can talk to computers, can't she? She talks to birds. The birds will listen. (laughs) The birds birds try to fly away when she talks to them. Um, So this lady comes up and starts flirting to Derek at a bar in that restaurant, at the bar and restaurant, but he's all business. And she sees the person he's watching, the lawyer, he gets some information about him from her. This, This part was probably the least interesting part of the episode. Yeah. yeah, he had really nothing to do this mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> he seems to be spending a lot of time away from the other Connors. Well, okay, Reese's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you yeah, call it. Their I didn't see, um, I did not see Terminator Genesis. Was Derek mentioned at all? No. He's only from the TV show. Yeah, but he's now he's in the canon. So. Nope. So the alternate, I'm not sure the movie people consider this to be canon. That's mm. stupid. Why are we watching this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they considered the third and fourth movies to be canon in that newest movie. No. <laughs> so, 
John is um talking to Jesse. They're gonna watch a movie when she comes over later. Little Netflix and chill. <laughs> Sarah comes home and tells him about that conversation about Riley. She thinks that John told her told Riley everything, but John says he hasn't said anything. And Sarah doesn't believe him, but she says she wants him to be ready for what happens when Cameron finds out. I'm, I just kind of have a feeling that Sarah wouldn't have tried to stop Cameron. Hell no. <laughs> I was worried there that uh, Sarah was going to say uh, immediately, she's from the future. I'm glad that I'm glad they went with the more obvious theory John. that John just told her. Yeah. Oh, that, that must have really I, hurt when she said, I don't believe you. <laughs> I know. It's mm-hmm. like, you not believe me. What, has he lied to her before, like about something big? That I remember. Either. Well, he's, he's been nothing but honest with you, Sarah. <clears throat> yeah, she's a bad mom. <laughs> Don't question my integrity, mom. I hate you. So, um, I was gonna say she's got a lot on her plate with saving the world and raising a child, and yeah, she doesn't work though, right? She's not holding down a job at the same time, is she? No. Well, she had a waitress job, but I don't know if she still has that. Yeah, I think I've seen her do the, that. What? We haven't seen her. I haven't seen her waitressing or do anything. We saw she certainly, at least once, didn't we? Where she like dropped plates and ran off one time. Yeah, was that the pilot? Yeah, <laughs> that, that that was, was either a, a while ago or it was one time. And also, how does she get so much time off to go around doing things? Yeah, yeah. I don't the um the old movies really made me empathize for Sarah, but this show is making me empathize more with John than Sarah. So John has to... He knows he didn't tell her, so what is he thinking? Yeah, I don't know. The explanation is... So John will ask Cameron, is it possible I know something future John doesn't? She doesn't think it's likely, but she does think it's likely that future John kept secrets from her. Which is would be a wise thing to do. Right. She is a robot after all. Riley comes and Sarah confronts Riley. Riley seems surprised. Sarah says she's a terrible liar. But she's not lying, is she? What was she? Oh, she- uh, well, I'm guessing she told Jesse and then Jesse told Sarah and uh, the foster father posing as a guidance counselor. Hmm. So uh, Riley's insisting she never said anything. And then I hear a knock on the door. Cameron and Riley have to leave. And the person at the door is Molly Mallow. Something like that with child services. I was and... hoping she'd be a Terminator. <laughs> oh, she'd be the I mean, if, Terminator. Well, right. I mean, if they all they have to do is put like some sort of skeleton over human skin... Why not put it in somebody who you would not suspect of being a turn? Why a big muscly guy when you could do it a little lady or an old Makes person sense. or a toddler? <laughs> Grandma, oh, a little baby Terminator. A baby Terminator. So cute. <laughs> Below its head off. Baby Terminator. Well, the frame the frame is a big is a big like broad shouldered frame, so I guess you can only be a muscly guy unless you're T one thousand. Well, you think in the future, I mean, Intel is constantly making their chips smaller, so you think they'd be able to make all the computer components smaller? Oh yeah, I'm sure in they, the future. I mean, they did it with Cameron, so yeah. But I, I got the feeling she's one of a kind. <laughs> so yeah, John says Riley isn't there because he, he's lying right here. <laughs> Maybe that's why Sarah's. Mm. See how easily he lies? <laughs> you know that Cameron's unique because of that mole. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I see? Oh, poor Summer. <laughs> you say she got that removed? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't There's think no it's unsightly. Pic- it's noticeable sometimes. Noticeable sometimes. Always. So what? I mean, she's gorgeous. She can have a, a minor imperfection. No, she's not allowed. Let's have surgery. Mm. All right. All right, Will. Should have her? I guess she did. Um. Yeah. So Molly is talking about how they have guns in the house, which is your God-given American right. So much wrong with that sentence. (laughs) Uh, She says uh, every American's right, except I don't think if you're a felon, you're allowed to have a firearm. (laughs) 
Yeah. But John knows his gun laws, just like every good American. <laughs> Most <laughs> impressive. I mean, he's on the ball. Like, Sarah should, should uh, look up this stuff in case she ever needs it. But at least John's got it covered. <laughs> so, yeah, Mexico something, something. Yeah. Um... Cameron wants to know what she's going to do with Riley, just like the bird. She wants to know if Riley's a complainer. Are you a complainer? Riley says she's not. And Cameron says Riley doesn't belong there. She's not right for him. She's unreliable, so she can't be John's girlfriend. She can't stay there. She can, but she can't be allowed to leave. And Riley's scared. But she says Riley can't do anything because she's just John's sister. I don't know what she meant by that. She was just no, trying to said, keep her to remain in character. I suppose like you're, you're not a robot. You're just his sister. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you that I know you're not his sister, but I'm going to remind you strongly that you're his sister. <laughs> <laughs> you're not from the future. <laughs> so John comes along and tells Riley to come with her. And Him. when Riley leaves, he wants to know if Cameron's going to kill her. Cameron doesn't know, but she should have. Because Riley's a threat. He brought up a, a, a good question. How can you not know what you were going to do? <laughs> You're a machine. I'm a machine. I don't think that many. I don't think that far ahead. Just one, you know, one binary decision at a time. So, um, he wants to know what's happening with her, and Cameron doesn't know. So, Sarah's pacing with her gun. <laughs> was she thinking of killing her? Is that That's, that's what I was thinking. She's trying to decide what to do. Oh, Sarah. Calm down, Sarah. Some <laughs> down <laughs> So what if he told Riley? Don't they want allies? Yeah. And like, yeah, as she mentioned before, I, I want you to be prepared for what'll happen once Cameron finds out, or whatever, that you told her. Uh, like, why would Cameron need to kill her? Yeah. How does Cause keeping her alive endanger anything? This Cameron's uh, weird. I mean, not weird. She's <laughs> a risk. She's, um... I'm getting, I'm getting names mixed up again because Riley is, um, what am I trying to say? She's unstable. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, Jesse said that in the future, Cameron exerts some sort of influence over John and starts, he makes questionable decisions because of Cameron's influence. What decisions? I don't think we've found I don't, wouldn't Derek have asked? Like, mm. okay. She wouldn't have told. Why? Well, maybe not, but what? Why wouldn't he have asked? <laughs> I don't get. I don't get why no one on the show is talking to each other. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's frustrating. Not, it's a TV show pet peeve, and Lost was one of the worst at it. Where you just keeping secrets for no reason. You know what show is good for people talking to each other is Bates mm. Motel. They, they like nothing stays secret for more than an episode. They're like, "Hey, what happened there? Oh, I'll tell you exactly what happened." Blah 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 blah. Oh, now <laughs> I get to react. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, I, there was that scene where bearded professor dude goes into the basement and he tells Norman, like, straight up, you are weird. And then later on, he tells Norma, your son is weird. <laughs> uh, love it. Yeah, they, they're they pretty open about their about their stuff. And that's by a guy from Lost. I think he's, like, he, he's doing it on Yeah, Carlton, Carlton yeah, Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, he's, like, doing it as, like, maybe an apology to this, for his <laughs> lost past. But it's a different show. I mean... Lost is built around its secrets, and mm. they had to preserve that. And I don't know if Bates Motel has the same mo. Mm. I, I just find it frustrating that I don't like Jessie. I don't really understand her. <laughs> I don't. She's very manipulative. Everything she says, she's 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 never saying anything genuine. It's always mm. she's either manipulating Derek or she's manipulating Riley. I really can't stand her. She seems evil, but I don't know how she could be evil if she's a human. I don't know. What is your purpose? Why <laughs> the fuck did I spend so much time with you? Um, so Riley, Riley tells John uh, she didn't make the call. But John believes her. Let's know. Is there anything you want to tell me? Because today's the day. You need to tell me anything you want to tell me. And Sarah just comes down and starts staring at him. <laughs> Go away, Sarah. <laughs> like, John is trying, trying to, to handle things. I know, we're trying to have a private conversation and Sarah just comes out and bores a hole through her. It's not, it's not even that it's just a private conversation. It's like her behind him is like belittling his like leadership skills. 
It's like he was handling it. You know, you don't have to. Mama's boy. (laughs) I don't think he wants to be a mama's boy. She just won't let him go and, you know, be a leader. Make this. You like tell your mother to leave. (laughs) I'm freaking out over here. It's the anti-Norman Bates. (laughs) Yes, mother. (laughs) So Riley says no but is there something you want to tell me because today's the day and then we see Cameron staring at them <laughs> and Josh says no too this was a good breakup scene <laughs> so Dara's looking over some photos when Jesse comes late she says she was just hungry and the lawyer apparently has a lot of security Jesse wants to take it slow but Derek's in a rush because the lawyer's on his way out of the country Jesse's making excuses but Derek's like nuh-uh my people were distracted. We got to do it tonight at eight thirty. Was she intending to go before she got attacked? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think she was. Um, it seemed like she was already like supposed to be there by the time she got attacked by. by... Yeah, she. She. Derek was waiting on her. Mm-hmm. So we see Riley outside pacing. Why? Um, John explains that um, Riley trusted someone who ratted them out, and Sarah's like, "This is bad. It's bad. It's very bad." <laughs> Then all of a sudden, Riley's gone. See Derek waiting for the lawyer, and then we see Jesse doing something. So maybe at this point, she... Well, I don't know. Seems like she should have already been there. Mm, yeah. Yeah, with Derek. The way, Riley comes... Yeah, the, way he, the way he was looking at his watch made it seem like she was already late. So Riley comes up behind her and starts choking her. But, um, she says she knows. So I wrote down, <clears throat> I wrote to my notice, sweetie, you don't have the strength to strangle this Aussie bitch. She almost <laughs> did. She was on, she was like, she almost got her. I was almost, almost. I, uh, I hate them both, but yeah. <laughs> I, was actually, <laughs> I was actually rooting for Riley here. Yeah, me too. Cause she's the one being manipulated. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's, I was, cause I was wondering who would we, who are we for in this fight? I was hoping they'd take each other out. I was, ho- I was hoping <laughs> she, Riley would pick up like an axe and like throw it at at uh, Jesse just, just as Jesse fired her gun, and Riley would be shot in the head just as uh, Jesse got an axe to the head, and they would both fall <laughs> over, and we would be done with the two of them. <laughs> and I also don't like how uh, Sweetie she's always saying Sweetie mm. Jesse, the manipulative thing. Sweetie, sweet. Oh, shut, shut up. Mouth, stop shut up. I yeah, hate I was you. For, I was rooting for Riley in this scene. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently the whole thing was to get Cameron to kill Riley so she would turn away. So John would turn away from Cameron. Then Jesse gets mad and starts screaming about how she rescued Riley and brought her to paradise and gave her a chance to be a hero and have her life mean something. Riley's just a coward, so they fight, and eventually Jesse shoots Riley. Was it a really bad-looking fight, or was it just me? Yeah, it was. I was I wasn't paying attention to all of it, but it was okay. <laughs> that was the most the most action in the entire episode, and this is the part you chose not to pay attention to. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it was actually pretty well choreographed. Uh, it was kind of brutal, yeah. I liked it. They were really throwing each other around. Mm-hmm. The best fight scenes that I see on TV now are on a show called Banshee on Cinemax. Really brutal fight scenes. I've heard that's good. That it's very pulpy yes. and campy and good. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Last season starting in January. The last season already? Yeah, fourth season. Hmm. Well, that's, that's fast. Yeah. It seems like it's just now entering the public consciousness. Like this is a yeah, bad, I, I'm, bad time. Yeah, I've been end. saying, yeah, I've been saying it's the best show nobody's watching <laughs> for the past few years. I hear people people talk about it, but it's not available on streaming, so it's hard for it to break through. Uh, yeah, and it's only like six episodes in the last season, a shortened season, and it's kind of disappointing. But I'm sure it'll be good. No other hotel guests are complaining about this noise. <laughs> well, the... is it a hotel or is it an apartment? I thought it was a hotel. I thought it was a hotel, but... Hmm. Where did they get an apartment? My other question was, Riley's from the future. How does she get enrolled in school? Don't they wonder, where where has she been? Uh, can I see her other school records? 
Who's forged, forged documents. Forged. Everything's, yeah. everything's forged. The same way the Connors do it. Social security card forged. Uh, all right. Okay. It was 2009 or whatever year it was for them. So it's easier to do that kind of stuff back then. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Um, so Derek sees the uh, lawyer's car go by, but there's no Jesse. So he lets the car pass. Cameron's working on something. John can't find Cameron, and Cameron's like, you know, I didn't kill her. <laughs> the Cameron's apparently is working on like a kill switch. And remember, there we mentioned one time there's a deleted scene where Cameron told John she was gonna work on a kill switch mm-hmm. in case she glitched again. Yeah. How many episodes would it have taken her to finish that? It was a while back. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it because she can't terminate herself. So he has to do it. And he wants to know what future John would do. And she's like, future John ain't here. You are. Mm. So he walks out and sees that dead bird that Cameron killed. And oh. I like the way he looks over at Cameron's direction when he sees the bird. I thought it was a, ni- a different bird. Oh, it's a different one? I thought. I Maybe, oh. maybe not. I thought, it, I thought the first is. one was a pigeon and this was some sort of other. Oh, so she's killing birds. I don't know. <laughs> All the other birds are like, do not go to this house. There's a lady who lives there, and she is killing all of us. She's really strong. She smells funny. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Do we have any quotes? Oh, I have one quote. <laughs> no. A bird in a chimney is a fire hazard. My quote that I got last week by accident is, that's a window bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Well, because she's um, a bird. She seemed especially um, special this episode. Yeah, that way she said that one line. It's like she really, like she was ex- not maybe not exasperated, but she was like, "Bird, now you know that's a <laughs> you dumbass." Um, no, that is a different bird. Hmm. It was a. Barrow. She's become a serial killer of birds. But this note says it's most likely just a random bird and Cameron didn't have anything to do with it. Really? Why would they show that then? To remind us what she's capable of. <laughs> John may have to hit the kill switch. I found another bird. I'm sorry. Click. <laughs> You're getting out of control. Uh, and also have future John has better information than you do. So, who is our badass of the week? John. John? Uh, Not Cameron. According to my contacts in the bird community, it would be Cameron. (laughs) Um, yeah, not Jesse or Riley. John's, okay. I mean, I was proud of Riley for sticking up for herself and attempting to murder Riley. Yeah, if she had done it, she would have been the badass of the week. Yeah. Because she was so cowardly and uh, shrinking before, but she finally lost it and had enough. She's like, I mean, bitch. Okay, she didn't succeed, but I applaud the effort. So mm-hmm. I think I will change my vote and I will say that Riley is the badass of the week. Yeah, you know, it's a toss-up. She didn't, she didn't right. get the results she wanted, but she was also going up against somebody who is a trained yeah. soldier. So yeah. that took uh, guts, I guess. Yeah, I've convinced me. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Should we pour it out for Riley Dawson? I'll just drink it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's going not go nuts. <laughs> no. Going too no, soon or not no, soon enough. not soon enough. <laughs> Rest in peace, Riley. So that's a rate this episode. Start us out with Matt A. Ooh, boy. This one was <laughs> not too exciting for me. Uh, there was no Catherine Weaver. There was no John Henry. Those are, I think that's the interesting storyline right now. Um, and, yeah, uh, but, yeah, but you have to get that stupid, uh, what's his face agent? Which he- you guys are coming around on disliking. Uh, I'm a pioneer. I disliked him from the beginning. <laughs> Right, Maybe Ellison? not the beginning, Ellison. beginning, but I've I found like he never he doesn't seem to fit in the show, mm. and they keep trying to find ways to make him fit, and now it's all this teach a robot religion thing. 
is his mm-hmm. new purpose. And, and it, so at least he has a purpose, whereas before I didn't know what he was doing, except trying to play catch up to the rest of the, the characters. Mm. Um, he doesn't yeah, actually bother me as much as he used to. It's kind of surprising. <laughs> I, I still don't really? like him, but... Because I think I, when, the fo- when the show was first on, I think I liked Ellison, but I think as I've become more and more atheist <laughs> as possible. Yeah. This religious stuff just gets on my nerves more. It's not a, a substitute for an actual character. An actual character. Yeah. Um, which sucks because I really do like the actor. Yeah, Richard T. Jones. Is awesome. But uh, his character is useless in any way. But I still like Catherine Weaver a lot. Like, I want to know her story. What is she doing? Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't go there. Oh, we just had a lot of Riley and Jesse. I don't like these characters. <laughs> Worst <laughs> characters on the show. <laughs> I mean, Riley, I like Riley's not bad. Jesse is awful because she's manipulated. And ugh, the, the sweeties, no. So anyway, sorry, I'm going to give this one a low score. I'm going to give it a five out of ten uh, surprises in Cameron's head in case she goes cray cray. Cray cray. Uh, what about you, other Matt? <laughs> Um, I liked it. I I also liked the Catherine Weaver and John Henry stuff, and I wish we had some of that. But in the absence of that, I was very glad to have some uh, Cameron and John moments, which which seems so rare, like of them talking or or just learning more about each other. And that was what most people I think were looking forward to when the show was in like when that character was revealed. They're like, oh, how's you know, how's he going to interact with this young, attractive Terminator? Um, and uh, I really like John taking charge when it, when he's able to, when his mom lets him. Uh, he's, he's trying his best. I mean, <laughs> his mom lets him. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And um, the Riley story came to a head. So she's gone. Um, and I like that Cameron had like, like a, a dilemma over whether to kill the bird and then later on whether to kill uh, Riley in the same sort of way, you know, potential threat. And uh, we never really got to see her decision either way. The first one she killed by accident. The second one she just, like, the decision was taken out of her hands. So I'm still interested to see what she's going to do to potential threats in the future. Um, I'll give it a... Eight out of ten twitchy hands. Eight? Yep. Okay. I'm in agreement with Matt on this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I approve. Don't, Matt is right don't, about this don't episode. Don't say anything more than that and you will be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the episode. Um, I liked Cameron's funny uh, scene at the beginning and how she's kind of you know, going a little crazy and they're kind of worried about her. I like that Riley's story came to an end, finally. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, Jesse's terrible. And I did, you know, kind of like we were saying, seeing the interactions between characters. Um, didn't have any major problems except that Riley, um, Jesse is annoying. Riley is too. Um, so I'll give this eight out of 10 um no, I didn't think about this part um <laughs> 8 out of 10 uh <laughs> dead Riley's or something I don't know hey. I'll have to think ahead of time later next time so we have some feedback her first email is from Robin Robin yay yes Robin told me that he sent a long email so we should have a text-to-speech program that reads these for us. <laughs> <laughs> True robot fashion. Like Cameron. Yep. God dang it. Did Malika send Close. him feedback? Yeah, she said that she was going to, but I guess she forgot. Ah. Uh, if this is actually the week she was supposed to be traveling, something else didn't happen. <laughs> well, she turned into an attractive blonde man, apparently, from her screen really? picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the listeners at home didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Her Skype picture changed for some reason. I didn't see that. I just saw Malika. Oh, really? Oh. 
Yeah, we saw attractive blonde man. Maybe we saw what we wanted to see right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Robin says, hey guys, sorry about the length. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> I have to say that listening to you guys through the last few episodes has been quite a chore. Oh. I have fallen behind when Will decided to start editing like a madman. So I started to watch an episode, listen to you, and an old episode of Skynet's Rinse and Repeat. And it's been the same old thing every episode. Sarah sucks. This is an okay episode. That guy isn't Reese. Blah, blah, blah. Not much love for what they are doing and no energy to look deeper into the story. As a person that constantly looks for the good in everything, it just depressed me. But then ourselves alone came along and I realized this is more the kind of episode I prefer. At least it's leaning in that direction. Fort one momentum in the overall story. Recognizing a problem that's right in front of you and tackling it. Maybe a nice fight scene. Sure, it's not hanging from tractor trailers or shootouts or anything like that. I'm not sure if their budget could afford that stuff, but it just felt dramatically good. These characters have been split apart and sent on these introspective and ponderous plots that really, upon seeing it at a distance, does no favor for the casual viewer and definitely no favors for the ratings. The show never recovers ratings-wise, especially since they are presenting these really deep soul-searching episodes after taking a few months off and relocating it on Friday nights. Seriously, how does one try to talk someone into tuning in on a Friday night to spend yet another episode of Sarah still trying to figure out if she's asleep or not, talking to people at a funeral or UFO convention or in her fever dreams? Where's the killer robots? I think the only one of the bunch that's at least watchable was The Good Boon with all its connections to the original Terminator movie. I mean, seriously, what the hell were these writers thinking? Mm. I felt the same way as Robin. I'm I'm watching this and I'm thinking I can just see people tuning out. Like I think when you're making a television show, sometimes your your head is down and and you're just working, working, and you you don't have the perspective of you know until you get to hiatus. Like maybe our story is too slow. Maybe this we're not doing the right thing, and then you then you course correct. Maybe you can't do yeah. that when you're still in production like this. Yeah, and you always, months. yeah, you always hear like when they get toward the end of the season how behind they they are. Like they start, they've got episodes in the can before the season starts, but then they're scrambling at the end of the season. Uh, although this is a shortened season, so I don't, I don't know, but I can sense people tuning out when they see episodes like this one and the previous ones. Like this is not the Terminator that I thought this was going to be, and other people are not watching because they, they don't like Terminator. So they're not watching, yeah. and then Terminator fans don't want to watch because this isn't what they expected. Yeah. Mm. So in the end, I think I more or less agree with you. This batch of episodes has been a real goddamn drag. I mean, who really gives a shit about anything that's happened since they went to Mexico and defeated Cromarty? That was eight episodes ago. I think the acting was still great. Lena Headey deserves so much more credit than you give her. You get some Thomas Decker here and there. But two of their greatest assets, Summer Glau and Brian Austin Green, are barely used. Instead, we have more time for Riley's problems or Jesse's manipulations. The Catherine Weaver, John Henry Ellison storyline has been intriguing, but it seems to be on a completely different show. Why haven't these people been made aware of each other yet? Yep. Yeah. We don't even know what she's doing. <laughs> she's been on how many episodes? We still don't know what her what her motivations are. Uh, we're at episode 17 of the season. <laughs> Anyway, I'm happy to see that in Ourselves Alone, we are back to figuring out Cameron's glitch, remember that? Exploring Cameron and John's relationship, remember that? And Jessie's mission seems a lot clearer, which is better than not talking about her mission at all and just letting her sit in a fucking hotel room and sneer all the time. It was like the writers realized that no one was watching and everyone was sleeping. <laughs> Good one, Robin. Um, so maybe enough with the shoegazing. And what we do offer up as a sacrifice to bring us back to some interesting, suspenseful stories. One of the biggest antagonists of the show, Riley. If anything, Riley at least served a purpose to Jesse, but man, did she drag down everything else. Plot, characters, scenes, everything. Good fucking riddance. And by the way, you look like Claire from Lost. Where's your baby? <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> she does. Speaking of. <laughs> Maybe that's what that dumb look was. It reminded me of Claire from Lost. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> Speaking of, what the hell happened to the pregnant neighbor? <laughs> well, before I start a blog on your feedback Busy segment, I'll say... Phillips. 
She's <laughs> awesome. We need I more know. of her. I miss Cougar Town. <laughs> Is that the only one that watched Cougar Town? Okay. Um, I'll say happy viewing. I forgive you, Robin. P.S. Y'all better stop throwing shade at the X Files, though. <laughs> did we? I don't remember. You, we did. did. You did we, a lot, did. a lot. <laughs> Just in one episode. Yeah, it was very, it was very much. Oh, and yeah. another thing that the X Files does wrong. Oh is, right. <laughs> yeah. It was the it was the very X Files previous episode when I felt like the X Files. If you say so. I thought it felt like the X Files. <laughs> Thank you, Robin's good to hear from you. I'm sorry I don't like the show more, Robin. I like this episode. I don't I don't think it's not that you don't want to. You want to, but you're there's something that's not compelling. Not mm. Yeah. It's just not what I want to see in a Terminator story, I guess. I just want to see more uh focus. Like I want to know what Catherine Weaver is doing. Like she's interesting, but what is what's she? What's her end game? Because mm-hmm. if I don't know what she's, uh, what you know, working toward, how can I feel tension if she's getting toward it or further away from it? Or what's the point? What's the end game? Like I felt like the Cromartie stuff was like, okay, there's a thing we have to defeat. We have to defeat it. Good objective accomplished. Like that was a goal and. Every episode built toward that, and now it's just been kind of like, well, what are we, what are we doing? Mm. Figuring out what I mean, Jesse ter- and Riley are up to, I guess. Terminator movies are chase movies, basically, and I mean, you can't, I guess, you can't adapt a chase film into a TV series and just have people being chased all every episode. <laughs> I don't, yeah. No, you can't. But they, like, we could see these guys going after a Skynet target that takes more than an episode to resolve. Like, there could be some big objective, and then we see them put the pieces in place over, say, six episodes before they the finally do it. You know? Right, like, kind of like the the Turk, but <laughs> what are they What are they doing? What mm. Skynet targets are they going after? Three dots. <laughs> the three dots, yeah. <laughs> oh, they didn't mention the three dots in this episode. That's good. Sarah was thinking about them in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an email from Daniel. Does anybody want to read that one? Sure. Oh, it's already here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Hello. Oh, my mic is not pointed. <laughs> Hello, chroniclers. So, I get the camera is still damaged and all. And I can see how humans sometimes have one-way conversations with animals and inanimate objects. But come on, why is Cameron talking to a bird like that? That is very anthropomorphized, oh jeez, idiosyncratic behavior. Those are two two big (laughs) words, very close together. Um, Once again, John trusts Cameron to to the point of endangering his own safety. He puts his hand in the bird-crushing trap that is her hand. I thought it was sweet to see it gently close around his, however. Oh. Yeah, no. I did like that. At least we finally get a payoff on Cameron's serial killer collection of Terminator parts she's been squirreling away since season one. Was Cameron basically admitting to John that she allowed him to do the repair on her only to help his development since John brought up the fact that Terminators are supposed to be excellent at self-repair? Oh, yeah, that's probably why. The way Cameron dodged the question saying only sometimes it's nice to have help and John's annoyed retort that he could make his own damn sandwiches makes me think that. Mm. Two social worker visits in one day. Sarah would be freaking the fuck out. Knowing her, you'd think she immediately, she'd immediately be moving the whole family somewhere else that same night. Yeah, she's chilled out lately. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it should be obvious to everyone that the only reason Cameron would ever be indecisive about eliminating a threat to John that she's identified is because in this case she knows that doing that has the potential to hurt him emotionally and that's clearly something she's reluctant to do and I say because Jamarin oh and I say because Jamarin that's why <laughs> um wouldn't it be Jamarin <laughs> um I don't know uh, I'm not good at shipping names uh, I really think Jesse was the only one Riley truly loved. Never John. She only got close to John because it's what Jesse wanted, which makes the fact that she died by her hands kind of sad. Yeah, there was some implied, like, 
lesbian feelings going from Riley towards Jesse wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. She said she loved her, but I, yeah, I didn't take it as a sisterly or motherly love. <laughs> um, note that the bird shown flying in the grass at the end is a completely different bird than the pigeon Cameron killed. I think this is probably inten- uh, intentional, however, and illustrative of the fact that the episode heavily foreshadows that Cameron will kill Riley, only to turn around in the end and have Jesse actually be the one to do it. Speaking of which, how do how do you all predict the story will go forward now that the, in my opinion, distracting subplot of Riley has come to an end? Uh, hard air. Daniel. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's get into that that uh, John Henry thing. <laughs> Let's let's kill Jesse next episode and then go full full into. Oh the please, time. can we? Can we please? <laughs> it, it's also annoying when these characters on television shows don't realize that they are guest actors, and it's like Cameron's not going anywhere. You're not going to be the one to get rid of Summer Glau from the show, so stop trying. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, we saw the credits. We know. Thanks for the feedback, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the next time we'll be doing the next episode, which is Today is the Day, Part 1. Now we both heard Riley and John, or hear Riley and John say, Today's the day. <laughs> Makes me think of the season one finale of Carnival, The Day That Was the Day. <laughs> so John is going to strangle some, John is going to strangle, uh, okay, so Sarah's going to die. And John is going to strangle Jesse. And the lights will go out of Jesse's eyes. And then Sarah's going to wake up. Yes, please. Or no, wait, no. I don't want it to be resurrected. Because you, you, uh, you give life, you got to take it from something else. Mm. <laughs> just, like, uh, yeah, just like Ben Hawkins. Just like Ben Hawkins. So what's the name of the next one? That today would be the day? Today is the day, is the day. part one. Yes. Well, I mean... In this episode, they use it as, like, you should tell me the truth today. So maybe yeah. next episode, we'll finally reveal what Jesse the, what Jesse is up to. <laughs> and, or maybe what uh, Weaver is up to. Some, some big plot is going to be finally be revealed. Do you know that today is the greatest day I've ever known? <laughs> it's the best day ever. All right, here. Let's see. Crikey. <laughs> No, you're turning into Jesse. <laughs> I would know if Jesse starts speaking that way. <laughs> Crikey! She's oh, a beautiful God. Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, there was a radio ad back in my hometown. It was for Crikey's Australian pies. These like frozen pies that you could get in the frozen section of your freezer, and they had this American actor be like. Is it is it Crickies? Is it Crickies Australian pie? And the guys, no, mate, it's Crikey's. Crikey's Australian pies. It's not, <laughs> it's not Crickies. Like, oh God, Americans are so stupid. Fly me. Never heard Crikey before. Oh. <laughs> Apologies to any Australian listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I can't turn it off. Okay. Thank you, Matt, for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're having very me. welcome. Mate. Oh, you mean him. Okay. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's so confusing. Uh, sorry. Um, stuff. Sorry, I got stuff opening up. I'm trying to stop it. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's all we have for this week, everybody. We'll be back next time with Today is Today Part 1. But until then, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. You still haven't thought of a thing to say at the end of the episode.